0: Welcome everyone to another episode of 20-Sided Stories. I'm your host for today, Luis Chato, and I'm also one of the owners of the 20-Sided Store. Uh, and our co-host is uh, Lauren Belanco, also one of the owners of 20-Sided.
1: Hi, very excited to be bringing this show to all of you. We've got a lot of um, great, great news. Yes,
0: yeah, so we're pretty excited, uh, Lauren and I. We've got uh, our little uh, Magic the Gathering Pro Tour It's team. not so little. Okay, okay, okay. But we've got our little Pro Tour team. Uh, it's been several years since we've, uh, you know, gotten a chance to meet these guys. Um, and we're really excited to be uh, sponsoring them for this upcoming uh, Magic the Gathering uh, Pro Tour. Um, and these guys are the first time that they've qualified for this invite-only event. Uh, and we're really excited to get them uh, prepared uh, as much as we can, what we can do uh, on our end. And I'm going to introduce uh, you guys to them. Uh, first, we've got Mr. Uh, Hugh Kramer. Hi, my name is Hugh Kramer.
2: It's nice to meet everyone. Oh, wait, actually, I know all of you. Uh, I, um, I'm very excited to play in the Pro Tour. It's going to be my first one. Uh, it's something that I think I, along with Richard and Abe, have been aspiring to. Um, we basically, um, we've all been playing Magic for a number of years. And um, I would say in the last few years, our, our playgroup has started to get a lot more competitive. And we were just getting hungrier and hungrier. And as much as we love 20 sided store, uh, I think we were ready to start playing in uh, more uh, more uh, competitive tournaments, mostly known as PTQs pro tour qualifiers. So along with playing at the store and their weekly events on weekends, we would uh, begin to travel to these uh, uh, more uh, I'd say regional uh, tournaments. And uh, we started winning them and we got better and better. We would practice a lot during the week and um and that's left us uh here now and so uh I think I can speak for all this me say we're very excited uh to to go to the pro tour and very uh, excited and happy that Luis and lauren are
0: throwing their support uh behind us cool cool uh rich tell us a little bit about what uh, what you got going on
3: hello everyone well Hugh pretty much told our our journey into qualifying for Tour, so mm-hmm. yes there's not really much there but um, yeah we're, we're all super excited <laughs> we're all super excited to be uh to be going and it's it's awesome because this this is all of our first time qualifying and we just all happen to do it together and i think it does have a lot to do with um with the fact that we actually recently start we formed a league a draft league and through this league where we draft with each other every week we've really stepped up our limited game and um i guess if if you want to be if you want to qualify for next World Tour this is what everyone needs to do. You gotta just get go and play Magic and then maybe you can be the one sitting here next time.
4: Abe, hey, tell us a little about what you got. Hey, I'm Abe Lusk. Uh, yeah, I'm also super excited to qualify for the Pro Tour. Uh, last year, I mean I always played a ton of Magic with my best friend Faust. It was kind of like our, our little thing that we did together but he went to college so at the end of last year I was actually uh, thinking I was gonna maybe stop playing Magic or at least not play it as much. And over the summer, I was having like an eight-week program at Harvard. So I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll just not be playing that much Magic. But then it turned out that I instead got Magic Online and drafted like three, four times a day, pretty much every day. And I ended up winning a Magic Online Pro Tour qualifier. And I realized that I just want to play more and more Magic. Yeah, yep. that's
1: super great. I mean, Luis and I, um, I'm just going to talk about it for a little bit, but we both... Um, for, we've sort of seen all of you kind of throughout the past four years that the store's been open, coming around, and Luis and I separately have been talking a lot about figuring out ways how we could get a lot of our, you know, regular customers um, sort of building up and practicing and how we could run events in the store that could kind of get, get players like you guys who are really interested in competitive play more opportunities to test and drill stuff that would be um, able to help you get towards the qualifier and uh, we kind of kept putting it on the back burner and back burner and then all of a sudden with you guys qualifying and making it to the pro tour Luis and I kind of looked at each other and we're like oh we got to get this this pro tour team underway ASAP and uh, really support you guys so we're excited we're just as excited to be supporting you in this as um, you guys are to be on this team I hope yeah so yeah. And,
0: and one quick Step back. I mean, if you if you play Magic competitively, specifically, you know some of the terms that we've talked about PTQ, Pro Tour itself. Um, But if you if you don't play Magic, um, there's uh, there's you know, I I just want to take a second to explain what what the heck uh, a Pro Tour is uh, to begin with. So uh, one of the things that uh, Lauren and I had done um, kind of a couple years ago. I'd say, is we kind of classify... We were trying to come up with vocabulary between ourselves to classify, like, how people play uh, play Magic. Yeah, we kind of
1: rated it on levels.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've, we've got a pretty large gradation from, like, someone who doesn't play Magic but are interested all the way up to, like, you're willing to travel basically anywhere to be able to play Magic competitively. And there's, like, a huge gradation. And I'd say it's pretty safe to say that all of you guys are, like, you know, totally into traveling somewhere to go play play magic like if there was like a good deal like where you could go to like gp seattle like in 2016 you'd be totally down for it yeah
1: why don't you list what those levels are because like we used to get into a lot of discussions where we would be like okay well is this tournament for level one or for level four like we need to have it clear yeah (laughs) so So, and we found out actually we didn't really have any tournaments at the store for like level one and uh, we were working on that, but then we also didn't really have a lot of tournaments for what's the highest level five?
0: Level five, yes. Yeah. So so level zero is basically what we'd say is that someone who either doesn't know how to play Magic, or is maybe just kind of interested in learning about Magic. Basically doesn't you know, and we're all there at some point. Like those of us who play Magic, like we didn't know anything about it. Uh, there's also then like the stage where you kind of you know how to, you know how to play. You kind of know what a land is. You kind of know what a creature is. But you're not totally confident about what that stu- what that stuff is. But your interest is definitely hooked, and you're like totally, totally into magic. There's also uh, step number two, and that's where you're like actually playing magic. You play with your friends, uh, and that's where the vast majority of people are who who play magic. You kind of hang out. You've got your decks built, and you're doing this and you're doing that. Uh, and that's where most people who who play magic are. But then, uh, if you really kind of have the competitive urge, you start moving up into these uh, upper, you know, kind of. Upper competitive tiers. Uh, number three is playing local events, and this is kind of what we specialize in. We have tons of drafts, and every one of you guys uh, at some point—well, uh, Hugh came to the very first, I guess, kind of probably organized event that we probably had—the very first FNM Friday Night Magic that we had. Uh, Hugh brought a bunch of friends uh, into the store and that that I mean that that particular opening day. But that's the stuff that we specialize in: is playing in local uh, local events, not too competitive, um, but uh, it's stuff that you know happens all the time. Then there's level four, which is playing in kind of local slash regional competitive events. So maybe you're going to go to, you know, like uh, maybe you're going to go as far as like New Jersey to play in a pro tour qualifier. Or maybe you're going to, you know, just go or someone to the city or out to Long Island to play play an event. Somewhere that's pretty close, but isn't, uh, you know, isn't really, you know, that far. Then there's a final step, which is, you know, the kind of step where uh, all of our our people here are, uh, which is, Playing in something like a Grand Prix, uh, where you may maybe you have to travel, like tr- drive four or five hours, maybe even take a flight down to Florida and play an event. So those are all those five kind of five or six stages are um, the five stages are how we kind of look at how you know players uh, kind of are. And all these guys uh, have, I think, kind of pretty comfortably moved to the you know fifth stage, where it's like, hey, there's an event in Boston, like no brainer, like we're going, we're definitely going, you know, to that event, like we got it, we got to go. Um, But those are all the different stages, like what, uh, you know, players, you know, typically have with, uh, you know, playing, you know, playing magic from just learning it to all the way up to playing, you know, very competitively. Um, And and that's where that's where these guys are at. Um, And so basically what we want to do, we we want to try to wait, try to figure out ways to, you know, help, you know, help people along, you know, who are, you know, kind of. Uh, kind of at at that stage and like kind uh,
1: of between three and four, between four yeah. and five. And
0: and fort- and I think you guys have taken like a really like really kind of strong uh, step towards like you know improving all of your guys's games. And we also want to try to help you kind of you know improve uh, improve even more. Uh, so one of the things that I did want to talk to you about uh, all you guys you know kind of separately because I've had some you know various conversations here there, heard a little anecdote here there. But I want to talk uh, each one of you to give you know, a little story of. Uh, the pro tour qualifier, the tournament that you won, uh, that actually, you know, got you into this invite only event and pro tours are invite uh, only events. Um, So Hugh, you won a PTQ. What, uh, what was it, what was it it like? Give me, uh, you know, like 30 seconds. What was, what was it like? What happened? Were you lucky? Um,
2: I played in a PTQ. I believe it was, let's see, November. And, uh, I ended up, it was a sealed deck tournament, so you get six packs, build a deck out of those packs, and then if you make the top eight, you do a draft, and I, I had a very good sealed deck, so I definitely got lucky to open good cards, um, but I think I built the correct, used the correct cards to build my deck, and I played well, and um, I, I truly think, though, that overall, it, my experience uh, with the format was the most important uh, contributing factor to uh, being able to win, like I had, i I'm almost positive that I think there was like 220 players or so in, at that tournament, and if you had been keeping track of how much any individual person in that room had played with the actual cards of the set, uh, I would probably be at the top, if not near
0: the top. Like top two percent of yeah. just like hours played of the cards. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where where was that tournament?
2: That was in um, the Penn, I guess the Pennsylvania Hotel in uh, Manhattan. It was on the top floor, so it was a good view.
3: And Rich, how about how about you? Well, I think to get a good idea of my my story, um, we need to go to the tournament the week prior, the weekend prior. So that was actually, I believe, either the first weekend or second weekend after the release of um, gear, which, in that, in that set, they introduced a new mechanic called Morph. And Morph is when you play your creature face down, and later on you have the option of flipping it back up by paying a, a separate cost. So that, so then. Um, That the first weekend I went to PTQ, I believe was up somewhere upstate New York, and um, I opened a a pretty good pool, and it was similar to the one that Hugh qualified for. It was it was a sealed deck tournament, and I top eight it, and in my draft portion, I drafted a super cool deck. It was monocolor deck, and in my semi finals round, after I had beaten my opponent, I forgot to show him my morph card and as a result i was given a game loss and as and and lost the tournament and at the time that was a game loss as opposed yes. to, as opposed to and, and since then yeah. that rule has been changed yeah now now that because is of clearly <laughs> yeah. yes um so yeah after that it's did funny you feel like
0: did you feel like you would have won that tournament if you didn't get that game loss in the semis
3: um yeah probably <laughs> my deck was I'm short sure Richard good. was the best
0: player there okay and how many people are at that event? tournament
3: um it was around... I, I can't I can't remember but it wasn't it was not super big yeah so then you got the dagger and that week is just brutal you're yeah knocked out the funny thing is i I wasn't like I wasn't too depressed about it hmm. you know like i I feel like I did everything I could it was it, I guess it was an error on my part but it wasn't like a play mistake or anything. So I was able to live with it. I was okay. I was ready to, you know, I was confident I was gonna win the next one. At at any point, did you say what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although that's what I'm here for. So there's one one chance at winning this Fate Reforged Pro Tour, and you're not gonna make. So those that, that's yeah. not the end of the, <laughs> <laughs> Not under my watch.
3: <laughs> and that's not the end of the story though. Uh, yeah. So so next weekend, so next weekend, uh, I went to uh, another PTQ out in Long Island this time. This one was a little bit closer to home, and um, yeah, again, I had a pretty good, pretty good pool in my sealed sealed pool, and I, qual, I, I got into the top eight, and again, I drafted a pretty good deck. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was good enough to get it done, and it felt it felt pretty good about it because um, I, I feel like it, it validated you know that I just des-
4: maybe deserved it, and uh, oh, that's how yeah. I got there. Nice job. Abe. yeah. Well, uh, I won a Magic Online PTQ, so that's like you know the over the internet version of Magic Gathering, and I actually thought I was out of it because I lost the first round and then I lost the fifth round, so mm-hmm. I thought I had basically no chance of making top eight, but I just kept playing mostly for the experience, and then I snuck in on tiebreakers into eighth place at seven wins and two losses.
2: And you weren't playing of here. I think we should make that clear. Yeah,
4: I was playing M fifteen, of course at Magic fifteen, and. Then I open my first pack, and there's a Kona Flames, which is one of the best cards in M15. So I take that, and then Magic Online crashes. Wait,
3: why don't oh we tell no. Magic Online? Why? So, actually,
4: Abe was texting me. He was telling me how, how excited
3: he was to qualify, I mean, to, to get into the top eight. And I'm like, Abe, that's awesome. Show me your screen. Let's, go, let's do a Google Hangout. Yeah, and then
4: I'm like, all right, sure. I try and Google Hangouts with him, but that was, like, too much for Magic Online. It crashes. I have to restart the thing. I come back three picks later. I got like unplayables. That's how I, I have no idea what signals I sent. And like I'm just like at that point, like I don't know how I'm gonna win this draft. but i I guess there's nothing I can really do besides keep drafting. And I'm in, I ended up getting some pretty insane cards and ended up winning winning the draft, and it was pretty pretty crazy, although not maybe as fun as a real life draft because then after I won, I was like sitting at home like in my bed, like, all right. Woo-hoo. Where is everybody? Uh, <laughs> we could have hung like, out on Google. Seriously, like texting people, but it's not, not really the same.
2: I, uh, just a quick side note, <clears throat> but related to that. When I, two weeks before my PTQ, I also played a Moto PTQ, which was cons at that time, and I top aided. And I immediately sent an email to all my friends. I top aided. And I guarantee that Magic Online is going to crash during the top eight because it's a thing that just happens because the client is basically unplayable oh well, it's playable but you know you don't first pick it and <laughs> I uh sure enough uh, after my draft completed and I had my deck which was a terrible deck um, during deck building magic online my event crashed and we logged back in and the um, the orcs they're the uh, administrators for magic online told us yep it crashed and we're going to redo the entire top eight draft which I would normally be pretty upset about but for two reasons, I wasn't because I predicted it was going to happen, and my deck was terrible. So I got a free roll at another deck. So I totally redeemed myself uh, because I then drafted another horrible deck <laughs> and immediately lost in the first round.
0: So, so actually, I remember. Um, uh, I remember the day before your your PTQ win. You were in the store on Friday, uh, and you said that you're going to go going to be playing the, in the PTQ. That mm-hmm. was you know the next day, which was on Saturday. Uh, I remember asking you, kind of jokingly. I was like, "All right, so you're gonna you're gonna win this one tomorrow." And uh, and you know, I had that same jo- I, you know, I joke with people like that all the time. And but I remember you you looked back at me and were like, "Yeah, yeah." But I, you were, yeah. <laughs> you were like, "Not nah, you're not kidding. You're you like, you felt you were gonna you, were, you no, were gonna I really go. did. I yeah, I I uh,
2: I I play so much magic, and it's like. I play a lot of limited magic, and my I think my brain has just so many shortcuts at this point for 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 limited that like uh, when I when I'm in any room I I have to assume that like my chances of doing well if if it's the format that I play are great you know like I was saying before we went live if I you know for the pro tour for the limited rounds I I definitely feel great but if I'm gonna sit down. And have to play a format that where other people be greatly have a lot more experience than I do. I'll feel like again like a small fish in a big pond
0: once again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so so I want to ask all all you guys this question. What what did you think when uh, on for the event that you won? uh, If you replayed that event a hundred times, what what percentage of those tournaments do you win?
2: Hugh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really sure how to because i don't know how to quantify like the variance that would happen in 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 uh magic i mean i then confidence level i mean confidence level i think i mean i i mean winning i there's no way it could be 50 percent or more like uh, just because i think there's still too much variance for that to even be the case i don't know I mean, I don't want to sound cocky, but I don't want to like be unrealistic. Yeah, I yourself, mean, I always what?
1: tell people that you lose more than you win. Right. So everybody yeah. kind of assumes. Yeah. No, that, that, that does like... happen. I mean,
2: maybe twenty percent.
0: Twenty percent, really? Yeah. 20%.
2: Honestly, like I, like when I sit, like when I sit down these days when, for a draft or a sealed, I just I don't feel like I'm going to lose. Basically, I just I I I just don't. It just doesn't enter my brain. It's not. It's not like a cockiness thing at all. It's just like. I know what I pretty much know what the right play is to make. I feel like at all times I feel like I usually draft the best deck for my seat. Um, so it's quite a shock to me the other day sitting down to play modern against Rich and just being completely obliterated and making mistake after mistake and feeling again. It felt I felt something I haven't felt in a long time with Magic which was feeling like a beginner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Luis
1: and I actually have talked about that a lot. Where um, you kind of uh, hit these tiers of play, and you once you you know you you get to a certain point and and you feel you feel that confidence and you go into, um, you know, you, like like in our levels of play, like you, you make it from that like level three to level four player and then you go to that, you know, um, pro tour qualifier and you, you're day one and day one and day one and day one. And that one day when you beat that barrier and you make it to day two and now you're like, it's like starting all over again, right? And now you're like at that day two mark. And, and so, yeah, it's good. It's good that you guys are feeling this going into this pro tour. Hopefully, uh we have, what, three weeks? Less than that. So uh, hopefully that feeling well, will go. Away. At the time <laughs> of this recording.
2: I think I may have, yeah. found, a, may have found a good deck uh, tonight, so we'll see how that plays out. Broke it open. Out. Broke it wide open. Yeah, broke it wide open.
4: Well, nice. I've been playing a lot of limited with Hugh, so my confidence level is pretty low right now from just getting thrashed repeatedly. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, against other opponents. So, Abe, if you had to replay that Magical Online tournament, what percentage of the time do you win that Tournament? Uh, probably like 2%. <laughs> 2%. So you're on a 2% 1 or, or 2%. Year. I mean, I got crazy lucky with that thing. My sealed pool was like pretty much garbage. I just had like this blue red deck with a Goblin Rabble Master, and I just pretty much built around Goblin Rabble Master. I like had a ton of bounce, just a ton of like crappy removal spells. I just and hope that the, I was just the one, like, one when I turn three there. Goblin Rabble Master, I'm going to win a lot of the time. Yeah, and I cast a lot of turn three Goblin Ravel Masters. I mean, <laughs> it was at least like one free win per match, and then the top eight, I once again got a Goblin Ravel Master, and pretty was it auto picked for you? It, it was not auto picked. <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> and pretty much raveled my way through the top eight with the same card. So
3: wait, so that two percent, are you accounting for mm-hmm. Moto Crash? <laughs>
4: um, I think I don't know. I mean, the Motocrash Crash could have helped me. Like, I I could have been led astray in those picks. And then not been able to play the Goblin Realm Master that I opened in the next pack. It was divine intervention.
0: So so maybe that's a strategy (laughs) that we need to try out. Just like don't even look at picks like two to like five, and just like then then start drafting after that. Yeah, yeah, that's a strategy. It's like
2: going in blind in poker. Yeah, there you go. Just go for it. How can they read you? They
1: can't. They can't. (laughs) I mean, I just want to like just put a visual in everybody's mind here about Abe. And uh, Luis could probably tell this story a lot better than I can, but I'll just keep it short. But Abe came into the store, what?
0: Well, let me, three, if you were going to tell it, let me tell that story, okay, okay, I'll find <laughs> it. Okay, no, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the 20 sided store now has been open for close to four years, Jeez. which is pretty wild. Uh, that I could have, you know, redone high school or something like that in the amount of time <laughs> that the stores have been open it just blows my mind. Um, but, uh, the first time uh, that, that Abe came into the store, and I just told the story the other day, too. But we tell first, it all the time. <laughs> all the time. I got to. I have to. So Abe was so short, I remember. The first time he came to the store, he came in with his friend who he mentioned earlier, Faust, uh, and I guess Faust's girlfriend probably at the time. I'm guessing that they're probably not still still together yes yeah, four no, years no. later. Uh, and Faust is now in college. And uh, Faust's girlfriend, Abe, all, all come in and... Uh, they walk into the store. We've been open for about two months uh, at this point. And they're like, they're super nervous. It's the middle of the day on like, you know, June 5th, like Wednesday or whatever. And they come in and they're like nervous. Like they're just like kind of whispering to themselves. Like psst, psst. I, I can't make out what they're saying like at all. And I'm just like, what, like, what is going on? What like, what's going on here? Um, and eventually they're kind of whispering to themselves, whispering to themselves uh, and then finally, one of them. I think it was Faust. Uh, came up to the came up to the front, uh, and we're like, "Can we buy a box of uh, M12 or is it M11?" I can't even. I can't I think keep course course straight anymore. Yeah, yeah. It must be. It must have been M11 because M12 didn't come out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Must must have been. Uh, so they come in, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's you know, it's a hundred and some bucks or whatever," and uh, and then Abe. Uh, procures from behind the counter, which I can't see, and he's and Abe is so short at this point. Abe's like four ten or something like that. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Incre- I just remember. A lot. I just remember incredibly just so small, and I was like thinking that he was like eleven years old, but he was older than that. And he pulls out this thing and boom, drops it on the counter, and it's a sock full of change, <laughs> hundred dollars like, worth of change. <laughs> Where they really change and I'm like, oh my god, like what did I get myself into? These kids are like opening up their piggy banks to like buy a box of magic cards. And uh yeah, and then I guess like, I guess saw you guys again a few weeks a few weeks later.
4: Well, yeah. to be fair, it wasn't just change, they were gold dollar coins <laughs> because I thought it would be pretty cool to have like a sack of gold, the paper thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say a sock of gold? Actually, that, is,
2: that is really
1: awesome, especially since we are the 20 sided store. <laughs> well, it's just me, Abe, and me, sock the of gold. Story from now on, with Abe came in with a sack of gold. A uh, sock going, of gold.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, yeah, cut to, you know, close to uh, three and a half years later or whatever, and now queued for the pro tour, going going pro pretty wild i mean yeah. abe is
2: so we have we have a pretty serious uh play group these days and abe is the youngest member of our play group having just turned 18 and uh we often joke though that he is by far the most mature of Not all definitely, of us 100%. Uh, which is funny because our play group is consists of a bunch of 25 some 25 20 somethings and 30 somethings and then like one 18 year old kid who could probably like hold this job better than any of us or do anything that we can do better. But not be his a R better project. dad, yeah, but,
0: but not an art project. Yeah. Yeah. Abe just lost his art project. Yeah. Sorry. Well, allegedly.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear a little bit about Richard's story.
0: Yes. My origin story. Well, no, no, the, no, the, uh the, your, your, pro, your pro tour qualifier win. If you were to replay that,
3: that event, like what are your odds? Um, I, I would say pretty good. He wasn't there. It wasn't there. <laughs> I was feeling confident from uh from my top eight from the previous week. So let's see, forty-seven percent.
0: Forty-seven. Okay.
3: Forty-seven percent. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Yes.
3: So you want
0: to talk about the first time that Rich was in the store?
1: Does Rich well, want to talk about it?
0: I, I don't I don't really recall. Oh, I remember. Yeah. least remembers you, you remember. every yeah, of single course. person
1: that's ever walked in <laughs> the store ever. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You, I don't.
0: You he does. uh. So it was kind of interesting. I didn't. So you and Johnny came in for came in for a draft. Okay. Yeah, I just and remember that you guys and Johnny uh, had been in the store previously, but I'd actually forgotten uh, uh, about about Johnny. I didn't. He didn't look uh, that familiar. But it was yeah. in the fall of the year we opened, which is two thousand eleven. And uh, you guys had come in uh, for a draft, and Johnny asked for you guys like, do you have a beginner's table? And I was like, I. I guess, and it just so happened on that particular day there was a bunch of people who look all like really, really new uh, to drafting and uh, and play Magic. And I was like, well, I guess we can go and do it. Like, and I ended up getting uh, a table together of eight um, uh, of eight people, and you guys were both there. And you know, cut to about two and a half hours later, or whatever, two hours later, you guys were both undefeated. And like one of the people we were playing against was like kind of miffed because like Johnny mentioned the stack and. They were like, they had no idea what the stack was. I mean, they're new to playing magic. Uh, and I guess you guys are too, but you guys totally crushed the, uh, <laughs> the little beginner pot. But that was
3: the first day that I remember you coming to the 20 sided store. I do remember beating yeah. Johnny in the final. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that part.
1: I see. I remember Johnny and Richard being totally inseparable all the time, every single time they come to the store, to the point where I still, to this day, call Richard Johnny on a regular basis. It's
3: very true.
0: Very, very true, unfortunately. It'll we'll probably happen <laughs> once
3: Once the <this> show. <laughs> it,
1: yeah. it might. I actually thought just as I was saying that line that I was going to mess it up, but I, I got no, this it. is jo-
2: we have Johnny here. Stop. This okay. He did that
1: to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm Johnny. I was like, yeah, and then jo- I was like, oh!
0: <laughs> so with the upcoming Pro Tour, what are you guys most uh, excited about
4: in general? I'm, I'm excited about, I think, just the, the competition, like, I I just I've never really played with like that many pros before. I mean, I haven't. I've only been to one GP Grand Prix. It's like a big tournament where there's a what, lot of pros. What, what was that again? Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, all I right, all right, guess. <laughs> and uh, I I just I'm, I I kind of just want to see how I stack up. Cool. So, wait, are you saying that you're not you're not, you're not going, going to, to the finals? You're not queuing for Pro Tour Dragons of Tarkir in a couple months after that. I mean that's for sure the goal, but I mean I'm I'm, I, I'm just kind of I'm I'm just kind of excited to see what happens.
3: Okay, okay. It comes with with maturity. Yeah, you you. Abe's Abe's, Abes. Uh, humbleness. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wasn't
2: there a follow up question to that too? Whatever. What whatever what? Was we're on what on? are you most excited for, and what are you most nervous about? Oh yeah yeah. So sure. I'm what curious to see. Uh, yeah well yeah what say. are
4: yeah are, yeah what are you what are you nervous about? I'm I'm just definitely most nervous about it being over, which. It will end at some point, so I think that fear is going to be realized. I mean, I I qualified months and months ago, so this has been on my mind, like, it seems like forever, like, that's kind of been my goal, like, practice for the pro tour, like, you got to prepare for it, like, constantly playing limited, I've been playing modern, I don't really like constructed, but I've been playing a lot of modern for, like, months now, and, I mean, when it's over, I'm just going to be, like, an aimless, an aimless you're not gonna die again, yeah. Go no, for all you have one? to look forward to
2: is starting college next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, still playing I mean, magic in that, college.
4: I mean, will I go to college? If I'm a professional magic. Player? That's true, just right? Just yeah. Going pro. That's true. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean,
2: you're gonna win forty grand, so you're set for life after that, basically. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, college scholarship. What is that? One grand. a year. That's like almost years? almost a year like, worth of college. That's yeah. like a year of college. Switching. Not quite. <laughs> well, I mean, Depends there's four go. Pro Tour of the year, right? Should be pretty set. Oh yeah
3: easy mode <laughs> um so what am i most excited about hmm. i guess being there as part of this 20-sided team sharing um it'll probably be it, it will be the first tournament where i go in feeling like i am part of a team and um any kind of like achievement from any of us i will be really proud of and um just seeing all of us do well which i'm sure we'll do um, at least, at least unlimited because he was definitely going to carry our score there. Um, yeah, that, that's probably what I'm looking forward to, to, forward to the most. What am I nervous about? Um, honestly, right now I, I can't think of anything I'm not nervous about. So.
0: I'm just going to go there and just totally crush. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. You're like John Finkel, whatever. Mm-hmm.
3: Who, who, who's that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: He beat me at the last GP. <laughs> Crushed.
0: What 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 format? It was sealed. I mean, uh, I, I, but he's like the right? I mean,
2: I mean come on. he's he's pretty good. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I, I my deck was terrible. Oh, yeah. I didn't right. draw lands, um, I yeah. got flooded, I got mana screwed. Yeah, yeah, it's uh I dropped my deck on the floor. You know, everything. Yeah. Every deck. <laughs> just yeah. It, he top decked huh? like every turn of the game, you know. I mean, is
1: there is there actually anybody that you guys are like super excited to play against i mean you guys spend a lot of time playing I was, blind, I, I, watching magic videos of other players like you've seen other people in play like, i mean are I, you excited to test out your decks against somebody i
2: definitely have uh, like a man crush on lsv and like it'd be great to actually meet him and like yeah talk to him a little bit and like i think he's kind of like at this point he's kind of basically the the the, the godfather of uh, current magic these days i mean everyone kind of looks to him he's like the gold standard and not just in his play but just in his like ambassadorship of the game and what he represents to the game these days, um, he's just all around great guy. Um, and his so commentary is great. He has right. the yeah, he's the by far the best. I mean, he
0: kind of. Yeah, I watch I, every LS. If right. it doesn't matter what content it is LS video, like I watch it. On exactly,
2: I can't watch a lot of. I find a lot of um, other pros' videos to be quite unwatchable, and it literally doesn't matter what format he's doing. Um, he will make it great. Um, yeah. And it's not just because I like puns or love puns, but. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I mean, I would just love to meet LSV. Like, I feel like he definitely helped me level up. I mean, after I'd been like going to the store for a while, I was like dying to find more magic. I mean, Friday night, Saturday—that was like the highlight of my week every week. And then during the week, I found about Channel Fireball, and I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" Like, I'm—it's like I'm not exactly playing Magic, but I'm at least interacting with it. And I mean, I've been watching like all of LSV's videos for years now, and I would just love to meet like the man behind like the curtain, you know?
1: you guys know what he looks like? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, we've seen him on will yeah, And yeah. also seen him at GP. We've been at tournaments where he's and there,
2: but just, you know. I have, always that, never, never feel
0: comfortable being, like, that person, like, going up for, no. like, the autograph. No. Like, not like, you know, if I meet you, I meet you, but I'm not going
2: like, to, like. Hopefully, I'll, maybe I'll even play him in a match, and after the match is over, like, we can talk.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, I actually have a different idol. Um, I've always liked Paulo, Victor, Damarosa. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever since Luis gave me a model blue counterspell popper deck. And play control for the first time. I I read Paul, one of Paul's articles. It was on control, and I think ever since reading that article, it's like my my perspective on Magic has changed, and I've been playing more and more control. So I kind of attribute my where I am now to, of course, Luis giving me that deck, and to that article I read. Well, so, I, I've,
0: I've told you guys that I can I can pick out like what people what people play. Just like sitting down, <laughs> and, like I know I know what you're gonna play, and I knew I saw you were playing some like I don't know wonky aggro deck. I was like that's not that's not what you play rich and I was like you you need to start playing control
3: and that's that's yeah it's been a game changer yeah um so anyway yeah and I played I actually played against Paula once uh it was at a GP it was a limited GP can't remember which one it was but um it was it was day one and I somehow I beat him but after beating him he gives me this um it wasn't a sticker what, what do you call those things Business or you, card no no like a pin, a, a, pin? he gives it a pin that says congrats, you played a pro player, or something like that. <laughs> so I just, I just want to play him again, and after beating him, maybe I, I need to come up with something to give him. And that, that's just, that's just that's, I guess that's like my goal for this one. So we we got to come up with something good.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. we got to come up with something good. I feel like it's like that scene in San where was like, I'll give you a pen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, like, I like that. Interesting. Interesting you beat it, you beat a. you beat a pro. Did he say, really? At any point during, <laughs> during the match? What? And did you say, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I actually did a few times, because uh,
3: he's actually very soft-spoken, so I uh, I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Okay, and,
1: we're, I'm gonna come up with something good for you guys. Yes, Do, that'd be yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We, we have out. three weeks, yeah, we'll we'll come yeah. up with something three, good. The, little, the little token to give to everyone you beat, mm. and then they can all go home with a little souvenir.
2: From the twenty-sided team, <laughs> um, I uh, I'm on the same page. I would say the same page as Rich. I'm most excited. You know, it'd be it's just great to go to a big tournament like this. It would it would be way worse to go by myself. So you know, the fact that I'm going to have Rich and Abe there supporting me, and I'll be there supporting them, and any of us doing well would be an absolute g- great thing for all of us. And we were, we even have an, another friend, uh, our friend Brendan, who also qualified before moving away from New York last month. But um, he'll be there as well, so that'd be nice. Um, so I think overall, I'm just looking forward to the, the whole experience. It's, it's you know, it's the pinnacle of magic. It's what, what, you know, what we've all been working towards. So I think just being there in the element, hopefully I'll be relaxed enough to just enjoy and have fun, even though, as Luis and I have discussed, Magic the Gathering is not a game for fun. I've never had fun playing magic and I never will. It's not about that. Um... <laughs> but <laughs> yeah
0: totally true no yeah, that's just mag- magic yeah. magic is
2: not like richard garfield was like i'm gonna make a game but it's not gonna be fun yes
1: yeah, so and yeah. i say i love playing magic i have fun and they're like well you're you're not qualified for to the tour then uh,
2: <laughs> um i would say I, say I i would i will definitely admit to being a little nervous about uh being on camera and uh like making some kind of bone headed play on mm-hmm. camera um i've yet i haven't had a feature match and i've I've a Twitter Grand Prix.
0: explodes. Yeah, Twitter could explode. Oh my god, that guy tapped the wrong. Oh, totally. Man. And it's interesting because I've seen like I've seen
2: plenty of matches where people have made misplays on camera, and it's not like like the world doesn't end, like nothing, whatever, it will happen. I've seen pros. I mean, I've seen good players make misplays, but um, you know, I think it's a common fear probably for a lot of people. Sure, sure. So yeah, well, well I think one also, thing.
1: This is also a spectator one too, right? So like, there's going to be people watching.
2: Um. Well, there'll be people watching on Twitch Okay, uh, but online. There won't be like people. I don't think there's. With, like, no, it's not like there's balconies, bleacher bleachers, or anything with, like, like that.
1: Screens up or anything.
2: No, I don't think. I don't think it's like that. No. So
0: one. So one thing that um, I uh. I used to. Uh, I used to be really, really uh, into into football, and I saw like watch like every like documentary I could about like American football, and I saw this one really interesting bit about um the old like Dallas Cowboys, whatever. And Jimmy Johnson uh, was the quarter or the uh, the coach um, of of that team, and used to previously coach uh, a college team, the Miami Hurricanes. And there was something really interesting that always kind of stuck with me, is that there was uh, a player of his, who used to fumble the ball all the time, uh, and the the old coach used to always be like, always telling this guy, "Don't fumble the ball, don't fumble the ball, don't fumble the ball," and he was like, "That's completely the wrong approach, because if you think." don't fumble the ball, you're still actively thinking about fumbling, which is actively what you don't want to be doing. So if you instead tell the person, hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball, what they'll be thinking about is exactly that, what you want them to do. And so in general, if you always kind of try to think in a positive mindset, or if you think like, don't, oh my God, don't make, I can't make a mistake, I can't make a mistake, I can't make a mistake, like, you're, you're, you're going to make a mistake at some point. Because all you're thinking about is, mm. like, this. As opposed to if you just, I think, focus on how can I, you know, what's the right thing to do? Like, what's the right thing to do? I think that's, like, a very subtle, simple just, like, change in, like, vocabulary in your in your own mind to, to think about. And I think that's something that, that easy, I think, you could kind yeah, of totally. take, take with. You know, like, because it's so easy. Like, you always think about, like, what you shouldn't do, right? Like, you're in school. Like, you're always taught about, like, you, you can't do this. You can't do that, right? But, like... You need to actively always think, be thinking about this is what I need to do, this is what I should be doing. And just putting that in a positive frame of mind, I think, makes a huge difference on results. Oh, yeah, I like that.
2: that. Well, Lauren is going to have to drill that into my head a little more. <laughs> <That's
0: true. laughs> Lauren is,
1: yeah. I'm the drill sergeant yeah. of the team. I might not know as much about magic as everybody here, but I definitely so know about how to train. One,
0: one thing, yeah, one, Lauren. People are getting in line. One, a couple couple <laughs> things about Lauren is that she uh, – has done a lot of jujitsu uh, and some some pretty serious uh, training in jujitsu. Not just like uh, you know, uh, I don't know, kind of push a pressure point on a person, but some serious serious. <laughs> has had some real uh, war injuries too from jiu-jitsu. All kinds of crazy scars, uh, you know, from from that stuff. But Lauren also, and that's something that you learn when you when you work with Lauren is that she is as driven and focused as any person on the planet earth for anything yeah i had no idea i would be like this it, and it's it like two be, days in yeah no no you have <laughs> lauren he apologized
1: to everybody he brought to the draft the team draft yeah. yesterday he's like oh guys i'm so sorry i had no I idea know it was i did like no gonna be like this <laughs> but I'm
0: you
2: like, know what lauren? i sent out
1: an email i
2: have to say lauren you're keeping uh, you're keeping in line with the fact that magic is not supposed to be fun. So <laughs> for that, I thank you. Yeah.
1: I mean, my goal is that you guys hate me by the end of this three weeks, and then we make up after you win the Pro Tour. <laughs>
3: so, actually, going back to that question yeah. you asked earlier about what am I nervous about? Yeah. So I, I've I've heard one of our friends today, Sean, was saying that Lauren's going around asking, you know, your friends what your weakness is. <laughs> yeah, um, he can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you told no. Come on. That's that's a little scary. I I I have no I have no idea what Lauren has planned for us. The, the other day she was saying how when she did just to her coach made her stay in the forest for like three nights or something. No food, <laughs> nothing. So uh, yeah, a little nervous about that. <laughs>
2: there's no there's no forest around here, so you're probably Well, wait, there's a magic card. Oh no. You're <laughs> You have to balance your with one toe on a forest card. For three days straight. Well, no, but we'll we'll
1: get a camera and some heavy lights on you, and we'll drill we'll drill that camera fear right out of you. Sounds great.
0: Yeah, Um, I think. Yeah, (laughs) on some level, like starve you. Get to the sweat lounge. (laughs) Yeah, you know, on on some level, I think that that stuff is, uh, you know, it sounds kind of kind of kind of goofy, but, um, you know, one of the advantages, right, that like you know a lot of these you know kind of pro players have, right, is that you know. Sure, they were, you know, nervous and didn't know what the heck was going on the first, you know, first time through. But then after a time, you know, just like, a, you know, first time you guys did a, you know, call draft, it was like very nerve wracking and like, oh, my God, like what's going on? And there's all these things being called out and like you're trying to keep track of other stuff. And then but now, you know, someone's counting, you know, saying you've got five seconds left for a pick and it's no, it's no problem. You not, it doesn't bother you. But it's the same kind of thing with this, you know, like, you know, LSV and, you know. Brad Nelson and all these guys like they got cameras on them like Mm -hmm. yeah they've been there a million times before my main goal
1: is that you know I the last thing I want to hear is you're like oh I was making that last play but all I could think about was this thing this other thing you know I want I want you guys to learn how to really clear out those other thoughts and those distractions and just really focus on your game and, and play the game that you went there to play.
2: I honestly think that if I, if I meditated, if I learned to meditate, I would be a better magic player.
1: Well, we'll work on that.
0: I haven't, I haven't meditated uh, in a long time, but I used to uh, as, a, as a kid. I studied a lot of martial arts. As a kid, you wouldn't think about that uh, of me uh, of me now as I've fallen far out of practice in the last 20 years or whatever since I used to do that. But from for when I was a little kid, from six years old to 15, uh, I studied uh, studied martial arts and did a lot of meditation back then uh, sometimes when I was really little, didn't didn't do anything. But there's a few times where like, I remember you know I'm being like 13 years old or something, and like seriously meditating and focusing. Uh, it was really interesting getting into a, a mindset where like actually clearing your mind. It's like a really hard thing to do. You can talk to I've talked a lot to uh, Nick Forker, common common friend. Oh, that's that were, my
2: like, uh, that's my roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There you go. So talk to Nick. About meditation. I'll utilize Nick's meditative abilities. Nick, yeah, yeah, Nick and I have talked a little bit about about this uh, um, about this stuff. But honestly, meditation is like uh, if you can take the time out of your day to like do that stuff. Like it's amazing, like how focused your mind can be by being able to clear it out. Because like, Mm -hmm. so your mind is constantly inundated with uh, with information and stuff just kind of coming at you all
4: the time. You know. Yeah, magic. I think kind of fills that role for me. I mean, I think that I like. When I'm playing a Game of Magic and I'm actively thinking about, like, each line and where they're all going, that's often just too much for me. I don't really have that kind of brain power. But when I just get c- into kind of, like, a flow state where I'm just, like, playing and, like, not thinking about anything, just, like, completely focused on what's going on, but not, like, conscious thought, then I find I play best. And then sometimes Hugh's standing over my shoulder, and then I find I play my worst. <laughs> so. Interesting. Yeah. so viewers that's definitely something i'm going to need to like get more youth to okay to the pro so also for we, we've actually we have been kind of racking
0: our mind about what your weaknesses are a and we're just like man like i've seen i've seen rich rattled i've seen him like kind of kind of lose a knot what? I keep, yeah 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 <laughs> what, I've seen, what? <laughs> yeah. I've seen i've seen i've seen Hugh like couldn't draw any lands and i i see you know you, you get past but i've seen you frustrated i've seen you get Seeing get get flustered after something something wasn't Jason going to Chan, work. my kryptonite. Okay, all right, Jason, Jason Chan. Uh, but Abe, I, I haven't seen you like i have ne- I've Well, this honestly, makes
1: sense if he says that when he plays, that's like his meditation. That makes that makes I guess, that sense. Yeah,
0: because I've ne- I I've just never seen you like flustered. like. There's so many people you know come up like you know they lot you know they like couldn't draw any lands and like it happened for like two games in a row, they had to mulligan to five both games, just didn't do anything, and then are just like, oh, I'm like, just like, I can see the frustration. you. But like, I've never seen you come up
4: to like the front. And you're always just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just didn't draw any lines. Yeah, I mean, I keep a pretty calm exterior, which I think helps me with my magic. But magic is like a really important thing for me. It's a big part of my life and a big part of my identity. So I definitely, it's a fear of mine that other people are going to, like, see me make a terrible play and think I'm bad at magic. So, like, it definitely, when when viewers come, I mean, I might not look rattled, but that's when I'm most, like, nervous. Huh.
0: So, it doesn't even have to be a camera on you. We just get Hugh standing behind you. A camera Do I it. might
4: be fine with, actually. But, like, if it's someone that Some I know, like, watching me play, huh. then head? I'll, like, start, like, thinking about everything, trying not to mess <coughs> up. Like, over and the, that's what I'm going to mess up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, especially when you start playing yep. it, right? Like not all trusting right. your instincts and magic. Sounds yeah. Like Over, we got it. Oh, we got it. Overthinking
0: is key. Anyway,
1: so, um, just, is there, um, a way that, so we're going to be, we're going to be following these guys. We're going to, we're going to drill them to death for the next three weeks. We're going to get them as prepared as they possibly can be. Then we are going to, um, follow their progress throughout the pro tour. And we're going to do this. We're going to do a little follow-up episode after this where we'll get them all back around this table and have a little discussion and see what see how things have changed, how they felt about the game, that sort of thing. But is there um, a way that any of our listeners can uh, be following you guys? You have Twitter feeds, things like that, where you uh, social media, where you want the public to kind of keep up on uh, on what you guys are doing, what your stats are. You guys gonna be posting how you're doing in your rounds or anything like that, or is is this gonna be Luis and I doing it for you? Either way, it's totally fine.
0: You got a
2: Twitter. But if account, you guys, Abbott. if you guys have well, I, I something recently, you want to plug, yeah, I recently got a Twitter. But I w- I've been kind of thinking about like the fact I, I've actually been thinking of just keep of just not bringing my phone to the That's tournament a center really smart and idea. just completely uh, removing myself from a distraction like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do have a Twitter, but I, I, I right now I'm leaning towards just like either turning my phone off and taking it with me just in case you know for an emergency or something, but or just like leaving it in the hotel room and and, and not having it at all. Because if I bring it with me and turn it off, I could be tempted to like turn it back on at some point and use it. So uh, I probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be like tweeting or like email updating, and uh, I'd rather just keep that distraction away. That was
1: great.
3: Yeah, Yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I do not have a Twitter, um, but if that's something that the listeners are interested in, maybe we can set up some kind of, uh, or I can just send updates to. Luis and you can put it on the 20-sided blog or Twitter can I make a fake Richard Tan
0: uh, Twitter account that says what all the time Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop you
4: (laughs) but yeah yeah I also don't have a Twitter but I'm gonna make one Abe (laughs) the (laughs) babe 97 so you can follow me there that is actually
3: his his uh year of his birth
4: so if you follow Abe, maybe yeah. Abe will post well, I graduated like, high school the year, the year after that That is scary
2: <laughs> Maybe Abe will post like how he's All right, doing well, in the So American we eye. will be
1: posting stuff on 20 Sided Stores Twitter and um, I know for a fact that uh, Wizards of the Coast will be streaming this and you'll have plenty of opportunities to hopefully watch video of their gameplay because they're going to get so far in this tournament um, But I'll let Luisa Everybody, yeah
0: yeah well I mean goal for everyone uh, for these guys here is top 25 right I think you know top 25 in the pro tour that means you're qualified automatically for the next pro tour pro tour dragons of Tarkir Um, but uh, yes that's the goal that everyone's got and uh, we're going to be checking in uh, in in a couple weeks after the pro tour event that pro tour event's going to be happening at the beginning of February Um, yeah so signing off uh, from uh, 20 Sided Stories It's your host Luis Chato today with co-host
1: Lauren Belanco
0: bye see you next time
5: Thanks for listening to this episode of 20-Sided Stories. For more, you can find us on the web at www.20sidedstore.com, on Twitter or Instagram at 20-Sided Store, or visit us in person at 362 Grand Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. This podcast is a production of Mad Scientist Audio and Studio Blanco with music by Sonia Manalili. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Hey folks, Chris here from the Dungeon Masters. Uh, I wanted to take a second and talk to you, sort of off of the cuff. I mean, I know you're probably saying right now, "Hey man, I heard the outro music. Show's over. Why are you still talking?" But listen, just one second, and then we can then we can end the show proper. Um, 20-Sided Stories, the, the show you just heard, is part of a larger initiative called 20-Sided Radio. Uh, we are now on iTunes, which is probably how you are hearing this. But if you're not, if you're finding it somewhere else, we are on iTunes. We are on on the web, on our website, www20 store.com, like I just said, like 30 seconds ago. Um it would mean the world to us if you could find us on iTunes and uh, subscribe. If that's your thing, leave us a, leave us a five star review or leave us any type of a uh, review. Leave us a, a comment that helps us out greatly. I mean, the more subscribers that we get, the more stars we get, and the more comments we get makes it feel makes or shows it to others that this is a viable product and that they should be paying a attention to it. Also share it with a friend, post it on all of your social media stuff uh, because we want people out there to listen to the, to listen to all of our programs. We think that they're fantastic. There will be more stuff coming out, board game related, magic, the gathering related. And of course, role-playing games and D and D related. I mean, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Trust me. Um, it would also be great. I know I'm, I'm shilling right now. Like, please do stuff for us. But it would be really, really, really great if you listen to this program and if you like it, drop us a uh, comment either on our website, tweet us at 20 Sided Store, do uh, two, uh, two zero uh, Sided Store as opposed to our uh, Instagram, which I think is all spelled out. These are things that I should know. Um, so, yeah, if you hear this program and like it, send us a uh, comment. Let us know that uh, you listened because that means that the word is actually getting out there and if there's something you want to to see by all means let us know we we are open for all feedback because we're just getting started out and we want this to last a good long time so that's it i've talked for long enough uh back to uh, back to nothing i guess because the show's over so once again thank you all so much and have fun we will see you next time